We are on Hollywood Boulevard. Vroom, vroom. It's been a while since I've done that. I know it has been. Hi. Hello. Happy mid-year to all of you loyal listeners. We're so happy to have you. Um, And here we are. And here we are. So I think we have a very HBO Max-erific boulevard tonight so i think you mentioned last week might have been earlier um but you gave in and uh you got an hbo max subscription i did you know i have to ask you something so do you i'm like already nervous do you have issues with your app on your tv um yes i'm curious as to what issues you might be mentioning if they're the same that we have complaints about like it seems to sort of t- sometimes like it takes forever to load or like I'll get that like you know that 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 chimey thing that HBO does at the beginning like that dong and HBO comes on and it's like on a fuzzy TV screen or something you know like their logo and shit that'll happen like three times and then and it kind of like blinks on and off and like it'll paw it'll it'll like drag and the and like and it'll just like the episode whatever you're watching will just stop and you have to like back out of the app and start it over again because it just will keep stalling. I feel like that has happened occasionally. Oh, this happens all the time. Oh, no, I don't think I don't think we've experienced it with that kind of frequency. It's like like an annoying app in general. Rewind doesn't really work in a way that we've been able to figure out. Um, But no, I don't think we've had it like where it's like really conking out or stopping like that so often yeah like i'm so i'm very frustrated because i'm like you people need new servers because this is ridiculous like netflix doesn't have this problem hulu doesn't have this problem like what the fuck hbo max and they have been selling this subscription so hard you know that um i'm i'm like actively angry that 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 their app is like doing this like i'm really pissed i'm like well, I, I, I remember so hbo max has been around for about a year i might be lying but i think it's about a year and we also were frustrated because we couldn't get it on our fire stick like if you had a roku or whatever it wasn't compatible that didn't happen until after the first of this year um which was like you've been working on this for how long and you can't figure this out so i mean like shame just all around yeah yeah so i don't know like i don't know i guess i'm gonna i'm probably gonna call customer service at this point because i prepaid if it's continuing you should yeah yeah like i prepaid a year and so like i'm very angry you You know what i mean like i'm like i'm really really angry because i'm just like no no this needs to this needs to work better because it's really i can't watch anything straight through without something glitchy happen happening at least three times like it's that bad it's not like once it's like three times and it's bad like it's bad glitchy it's not like a quick pause or like you know it's got to catch up or whatever it is like it 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 will like skip it will stop it will like get stuck in a loop it will not go forward it is it is super frustrating to watch definitely call someone talk to someone complain to someone about it yeah that's yeah. what i so say. not happy so not happy but yeah um other otherwise um i've been enjoying the selections Once so what have you been watching i did well i mean i've been watching a lot they had married to the mob on which i watched like re-watched you know i have that saved there's a few 80s 90s relics that i uh that i have saved before they all and disappear w- forever 
Yeah, and I wanted to catch Desperately Seeking Susan because it's been forever since I saw that, but then they kicked, they got rid of that on June 30th. Oh, at the end of the month? Oh. Yeah, and I didn't jump on that quick enough, but I did see Married to the Mob, which was an absolute delight. I love, love that it. movie. Love it. I love that movie. For so um, many you know, reasons, just, yeah. Just to sort of like rewatch that. I love the t- that t- the TCM movies that are on that app. Um, but more importantly, um, I did watch, I binged Mayor of Easttown, basically. Could I love it. Love, as they would say in Schitt's Creek, love that for you. Loved it for me, too. So um, I know we've kind of talked about it already, but I mean, can we like talk about it again for a minute? Yeah, I mean, I think we make the rules here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it was and so honestly, good. It's still, I can still see its imprint continuing to grow. That it wasn't just people who kept up with it in real time. That as weeks have gone by since the finale aired, more and more people continue to talk about it. I think more and more people are continuing to do their own podcasts about it. In fact, so we ain't doing anything wrong. Yeah, and okay. it's one God, and it's you know like if you've listened to this for a while, you know, there aren't that many things that I really have praised so high. So it's nice to be able to return to uh, and talk about something good again. So by all means. Oh, good. Thank you. Okay. So it, Kate Winslet is just like transcendent in this. She is wonderful. Give her all the awards. I agree. And I do want to say, and I cannot, I think I did say this in the beginning when I started watching it. I'm not always her biggest fan. Um, I don't always love her each time out, but I think this was the best thing she's done in a very long time, and and she's pretty unassailable in it. And I, you know, and I, I, you know, I know we talked a couple, a number of weeks ago now, um, about Frances McDormand and her mm. and her her like lack of vanity when she does like with right. her pieces, and particularly in Nomadland where she like you know looked her age you know and i will say it's the same thing here with kate winslet i mean we're so used to seeing her um you know windswept on the titanic or you know um just very very hollywood glam and she has left that all behind for this role and it is and and it feels so daring yeah i completely agree you know, it just feels so daring that she did that. And, and she is, uh, you know, but, but because she did do that, it really does bring an authenticity to this part that she's playing of this sort of like, you know, small town cop slash detective. And and it's an, I guess it's like, it just has that sort of beat up mill town, old steel town feeling. Right. Um, you know, uh, that, that kind of, you know, dying. That Yeah. That like, that like, dying dead end working class kind of yeah. town yeah yeah that's like all up and down the east coast at this point but i mean you know you definitely see it in places like that had those sort of like big factory you know the big factories like in i guess pennsylvania with the steel mills and you know also up here up north where we had a lot of like uh, you know jewelry and fabric and you know textiles and stuff like that that all just disappeared um, and you sort of feel like the town is sort of crumbling around her. And as the town crumbles, the people within the town crumble as well. And, um, and it's her trying to hold, hold it together. And I felt like they really gave her a great transformation because when they open, when they open the, the series, we are led to believe that she is not very good at her job. Yeah. Um, you know, and then by the end, she has solved 
not only one crime, but you know, a few crimes and, and has brought a one person home to safety and has, you know, and, and it, and I thought, so it was sort of really interesting to, to watch a series and actually witness almost in real time, the lead character have a real transformation. I don't know that we necessarily get that with series as wonderful as series are. I think the transformation can happen episode by episode, but we don't actually get that full arc over a series. Well, and what's funny is sometimes we do. I think you certainly can. We don't get it all the time. But I think when we do, what people say is it's like a movie. Mm. Yes. Where you can chart chart a change from a clear beginning to an end. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought, you know, and Jean Smart was uh, phenomenal in this. She was funny when she needed to be. She was, you know, but she was very, very touching and, you know, and I'm very so, real and very real. Exactly. Like she didn't and push it. It was it was the underacting was very, very good. And I'm so used to her being funny and in mm-hmm. comedy roles that it was actually really great to see her in something much more dramatic. And well, I so I have to it. interrupt and ask, you have HBO Max now. I that's my, that's next on my list. Hacks. OK, then that's I don't have to ask because you knew. OK, that is next on my list. I, I see it all the time and I'm like, well, that's next. You are coming up. You're coming up next. Um, I, I also had this sort of like question. To, I, Guy Pierce did it too. First of all, where's he been? Oh, you know, it's a good question. Although we watched him in a gross update of A Christmas Carol on FX, like end of 2019, Christmas time, right before pandemic. Um, so we got a lot of him in that because it was like six hours of kind of a BS adaptation where he's been throughout the last decade. If I thought long and hard about it, I could probably start citing things, but definitely out of the spotlight. It's been his career because I had completely kind of forgotten about him. And I remember, God, back in what, 99, 2000, when he had. Um, oh, LA Confidential, Memento, that. that no, uh, even window. before that. Um, what was the one that put Priscilla? him on the map? Um, shit, what was the one that put him on the map? Hold on. Was it Priscilla, Queen of the Desert? Nope, it was not. It was not. Was it something else, uh, Aussie? Um, maybe I have the wrong actor. Well, while you wonder about that, I'll say something you may not have known. Did you see the Mildred Pierce miniseries Kate Winslet did about 10 years ago? No, I did not see that. But it's her and Guy Pierce in that. So this is actually a reunion for them. Oh, well, that's kind of fun. It is kind of fun. And Alyssa told me, and I don't remember now, I think he was a replacement for someone else who was originally cast in that part. You know, I think that I don't. I think that I. I think that I'm thinking of another actor that is not him. Um, oh. Who the. What the hell was the name of that movie that I'm thinking of? Um, You're going to have to give me more. Croupier. Who did Croupier? Clive Owen. Clive Owen. Never mind. Okay, Clive Owen. There we go. Because I was like, what happened to Guy Pearce since Croupier? Well, apparently nothing because he didn't fucking do it. Okay. (laughs) But I feel like, okay, but back to Guy Pearce. I feel like he had this, like, the start of this movie career that just kind of ended up going nowhere. Yeah. 
I think that is, I mean, I don't, I'm saying nowhere. I think he's had successes, but not at that same level of visibility of like 20 years ago. Right. Like, he and, just oh, Alyssa to. told me it was originally going to be Ben Miles, who is a really terrific British actor in that part. And then he was eventually replaced by Guy Pierce. Honestly, though, not that it bothered me. I thought Guy Pierce was quite good. Um, but I did have to keep like looking him up on IMDb because I kept forgetting who the actor was. Yeah. <laughs> but again, like he's a very good looking man. I really feel like he um he kind of like he kind of did the same thing in this role. Like he they, there was a sort of real lack of vanity for him too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean all of these people are like people whose lives are missing something and and not and that they mourn. Yeah. In, in various ways. Yeah. Um and 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 that arc is not the same for all of the characters but that kind of feeling is reflected for most of them at, at all ages. Um which was there, something Yeah, a lot very, of sadness, a lot yeah, of longing, a yeah. lot of regret, you know, um sort of was threaded through for all of the characters um through this through the series for sure. Yeah, no, it's a terrific ensemble. Yeah. Yeah, so I I absolutely loved it, and I kind of felt like it was worth the price of admission for HBO Max, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think you're like if that was part of the thing or one of the reasons that that ultimately brought you back. Um, yeah, I think it was definitely worth it. It did take me by surprise because I went in with very measured expectations, and it was one of the shows that I was like, oh, I have to watch in real time on the night it airs, and I'm really looking forward to. And it took probably by the second of the seven uh, episodes for me to recognize that and to be like, oh, no, I'm enjoying this. I'm not watching this out of obligation or routine. I'm like, I'm watching this because I'm loving what they're doing, and I want to see what happens next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think you're absolutely right. I think that's kind of what it hit me with. Like, season one, I was like, yeah, I guess I'll keep going. I, I mean, episode one, like, ah, right. okay, I'll keep going. And then by episode two, it was really rolling. And I was like, yeah, yeah okay, I can't not watch this. I need to find out what's going to happen. Now, a couple of the reviews that I read, um, which I read after the fact, kind of like took issue with the ending. And they fe- they said that it sort of broke uh, broke from what the series had, all the series had accomplished. And it felt, I guess, hacked. Yeah, I don't know about that. But I mean, who are they to say what the series was trying to do before the series was done? Quite frankly, but um, it like there it, there are several different narratives going on, and there are several times where you think this has reached a very logical end, but yet there's still more mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. By like, you know, like by the end of episode five of seven, something pretty big happens and you think, well, they could kind of wind down from here, but no, there's more. And then, but no, there's more after that last, but no, there's more even. Um, I think to me, that's a flaws versus preferences eye of the beholder type thing. Um, But objectively, I think it's very satisfying with a very minor amount of cheats. I'll go as far as to say there may be some stretches but they work so then they're worth it but for me i think it's pretty but i think it's pretty and you know i think the vision is pretty solid and down to earth and measured and consistent 
I just kind of wondered, like, when I read that, if the critic felt, like, hoodwinked. Do you know what I mean? Or felt, not hoodwinked, but felt angry that they didn't solve the crime. Yeah. I mean, I think there's always a part of that where you know? <laughs> I think there's always some degree of dissatisfaction with the mystery because you can't win because people are like, oh, well, I thought it was going to be so-and-so and I called that five episodes ago, so you didn't surprise me. And then there are people who are like, no, I thought it was going to be so-and-so and I didn't think it was going to be this and now you're telling me it's this and I just don't see that. It's you're never going to please never gonna, all of your yeah. watchers because they're active watchers, but sometimes people cannot be satisfied not staying ahead of the thing. Right. And I'm happy to I'm happy to be like, I don't really know where this is going. I am also as a watcher, not someone who feels the mystery, the crime, the whatever has to be solved, that everything has to be wrapped up. Because if it's something gritty enough to be realistic, then realistically not everything gets solved not everything gets resolved um and that's part of the beauty of the story um but i think this was a show that's emphasis was really character and on the community that it introduced us to and um so i uh, may not have written it the same way myself um in terms of uh, like perpetrator wrap-up wise but i think the way that it was worked and that's kind of all that matters to me and because because it's so because if you really talk about the character i mean like those performances like julianne nicholson is is terrific oh yeah yeah and always has been yeah she's phenomenal i mean yeah you're right right down to the kids yeah the kids the teen actors were really good and very convincing and um Alyssa, what's his name david den denby denim who plays the ex the first husband the actor who the actor who plays Denman. The actor who plays Kate Winslet's first husband, or Mayor's first husband, uh, David Denman, who is probably better known as being Pam's fiancé Roy on the early seasons of The Office, um, is a chameleon. I mean, he's a terrific actor who is so, because he's such a character actor, it takes, like, doesn't get the credit he deserves, and it's a lot of characters, actors like that. Kate Arrington, who played his wife, or fiancé at first, um, like, these are all very lived-in performances, and even if they don't have a lot of showy moments. Everything they're doing right energizes every moment of every scene they're in. And that's true professionalism. Right. I mean, you know, you know, Graham. Um, she oh, played, so terrific. So terrific. She yeah. was wonderful as the mother who had, um, you know, the, the, the missing daughter who had been missing for a year yeah. and she was going through cancer treatments and like, you know, she was, she was just heartbreaking. Absolutely. Oh, and I'm friendly with one of the other actors who has a, a small ish part, uh, Eric mm-hmm. Miller, who plays one of the angry fathers, the one who throws the quart of milk, uh, through mayor's window. Oh, oh yeah. He was the, um, Oh, the, the dad of the, the bully the girl that was the bully was, yeah 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 um oh god i can't think of his name but yeah the who he was the dad of the girl that was the bully um he was good too like yeah, they're all was, good they're all they're all good you know these are a lot of like solid primarily theater actors from you know new york or the east coast um like john douglas thompson who i almost forgot you know who's um you know mayor superior uh amazing journeyman New York actor. Yeah, they, they oh, did. Oh, and the other one I, I, I forgot. 
Evan Peters, who surprised the hell out of me because I've never liked him in anything, and all of the Ryan Murphy things he did was was great as uh, the detective that ends up working with Mayor. Oh yeah, I almost forgot about him, and I shouldn't forget about him because he was he was quite good as this detective. He was and this, absolutely the scene with me where I knew for sure that like my eyes had been opened to him is it, it's a drunk scene. He's talking to Mayor at a bar, and that at was bar, like perfect right. drunk acting. Yeah, he did. He did a really wonderful time. Uh, I mean, job. And I couldn't. I don't know. I couldn't figure out where I know where I knew him from. But I and I still don't know where I knew him from. But um, but he seemed he was familiar for sure. But I thought that he was really excellent. Yeah, I don't know where you might know him from. He's done all of those uh, like FX Ryan Murphy shows, like all the American Horror Stories is, and uh, was on the first season of Pose. He's in. Yeah, you know, um, he ends up being Ryan in um, uh, what should I call it? Avengers, and was in WandaVision, and um, one of the uh, Wolverine movies. I think was where he made his entrance. Yeah, I uh, try really hard not to watch Ryan Murphy stuff. So you may have not seen anything with Evan Peters until now. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, was he the guy in in American Horror Story that in the very, 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 very first season, very first episode showed up in the latex suit? Yep. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, yeah, that's when I yep. stopped watching. So, yeah. Um, okay, so I have seen him. That's where I know him from. Um, I'm sorry, but yeah, he was he was wonderful in this. Could not watch him anymore in American Horror Story. Do you think Mayor of Easttown is going to get a second season? Like, I kind of felt like... Um, I know there is talk I know they are teasing it left and right I don't want there to be I mean I think this world is I think this story is finished I think these characters and their journeys are where they need to stay and anything additional will just kind of dilute the whole thing I liked liked them I would like to experience that world again but I don't know that we can revisit it in any organic way which was a big problem with Big Little Lies when they did a second season oh that's actually a really good point they should have left it where it was yeah did you see it? Big Little Lies yeah you saw the second season? yeah which was basically like the story was complete so let's you know filter negate where we were Right. Just to create something more. I mean, I was kind of torn with that because I felt like I just was so happy to be back with them again. Like, I just really wanted to I mean, that's kind of the toss-up. You know, like, I just really wanted to be back with them because it was such a good, like, it's so evocative in the sense of, like, place and world building and where they were and that sort of, like, California landscape. And, you know, like, that was all so cool. And the characters were so beautifully rendered but we didn't need to go back yeah i mean things like these take off because there's so much meat on the bone with the material and then i just find when there isn't a plan for these things to come back and they have additional seasons there's less meat on the bone yeah because on the one hand i'd love for this to come back but on the other hand i i don't want you know i don't know how you can top it yeah so Never say never. I suppose we will see. Yeah. Now you also saw something on HBO I Max did. that I, mean, I yeah, want indeed. to see, but I have not caught up with yet because I was too busy binging Mayor of Easttown. Well, I mean priorities. Fair. Um, 
Yeah, I, I saw a movie called No Sudden Move, which was, I think, intended to be a, a strict theatrical release before Warner Brothers did their the whole uh, uh, sale to HBO Max with a lot of their content. Um, and it's a Steven Soderbergh film. It's a period crime drama. It's set in 1954, I think, in, in Detroit. And it's, it's basically like a, um, you know, it's like a crime gone wrong because it's, too many parties and no one can trust each other and so we sort of see the domino effect of of you know like okay here are what we perceive to be a couple of the bad guys and and the good guys and this is how a whole system is corrupt and everything's about uh to sort of implode but it starts with um don Cheadle is a recently released convict from prison who ends up working with two other um, guys, uh, Benicio Del Toro and Kieran Culkin play the other two. Um, they end up holding a family hostage so that the father, played by David Harbour of Stranger Things, um, can get them something they need from his place of work so that they can get this item to their own superior who needs it for X, Y, Z reasons. Um, and what could be a fairly clean victimless crime pretty quickly sort of unfurls. Um, and so I'm trying not to give anything away, but I do want to say that ultimately uh, a, a bunch of other players enter the scene. John Hamm ends up showing up. Ray Liotta shows up. Oh Brendan Fraser <laughs> is in this. Um, you know, speaking of like what happened to some of these guys, um, uh, there are a couple of other actresses. Frankie Shaw, who was on The Smilf, which I think was criminally underrated, uh, has an important role. An actress named Amy Simetz, who's also a, a very good writer. Um, you've got a lot of really good actors doing very dependable acting. But there is no element of surprise here, is what I'd say. And I recently went to a, a 25th anniversary um, showing of Fargo, which is kind of like the gold standard of, you know, crime genre and how everything goes awry. Um, and... I made Sid watch that a couple of weeks ago. Oh, that's crazy. Did she yeah. like it? <laughs> yeah, she loved it. I mean, I, I, yeah, it was like just every frame of that, I think, tells a thousand stories at once. It's just, it's beautiful and it's brilliant. Um, and this film is fine. It is very sharply made. I'm not sure what budget uh, Soderbergh had, but whatever he was working with, he really made every penny count. All of the period detail is great. The cinematography, the editing, all of it. And it's him. But I think he does it under under fake names. Um, it's all pristine. Um, but there's no tension here. There's no sense of, uh, well, human behavior and logic dictates that, like, this person in this moment is going to do something that leads to this, and this, this, then this has to happen, and oh my god, I have a sense of this coming around the corner, and can I trust this person? This is a movie that I felt in my head, but never in my gut. Um, which doesn't mean it's a terrible movie, it just means it's less than super exciting. It gets the job done, but it feels dutiful along the way. Um, 
is is I guess kind of how I want to describe it. But having said that, it's it's not it's not bad, you know. And it's you're watching a lot of good people, and you're already getting HBO Max. (laughs) Well, I was gonna say, isn't that kind of Soderbergh's? Like, I don't know. Like, I I love him, but I also feel like that's kind of his style. Like you don't ne- like you like you see it, you don't necessarily feel it. Well, I don't think that's the way his early films were. Like I think there was a certain clinical sensibility to his breakout, Sex Lies and Videotape. Um, but then I think there are movies like out of sight and the limey and traffic and I'll say Aaron Brockovich that I think are truly like visceral and different kinds of genre and different kinds of entertainment that all really work and, and reel you in. And now I think there's a sense of, he has this reputation of being this like cinema God. So people just sort of bow Mm -hmm. down to him. And I feel like the work is very professional. The work is very smart but I don't have the kind of, oh my God, sensibility when I watch a lot of his films the way I do. I mean, I'll say the Coen brothers because we've mentioned Fargo and it works in movies like Blood Simple and, and such as well. But, um, but you know, but you know, there are, there are others too. But with Soderbergh, I'm, I'm kind of like, he never does a bad film. But I feel like sometimes even when he's being playful, I don't get the playful sense. I just get the, okay, I saw I saw a well-made movie thing. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, like, I really enjoy his movies, but I do feel like there's a remove. There's a clinical, there, like for all of them, including Traffic, including Aaron Brockovich, um, definitely for the Oceans movies, there is de- something way more clinical and almost like a remove going on, but I don't mind it. Cause I feel like that's his directing style. And I actually, uh, you know, enjoy, enjoy that style for what it is and enjoy yeah. what he's doing with yeah. it. Oh, I should say there is also a race element to the story that I think is sometimes a little too overt and pronounced, uh, almost like it's back padding. Um, it, it, Less is more, and then it would have belonged better, I think, uh, over the course of the film's narrative. Did but, you like Haywire? I never saw Haywire. Oh, That's really? Regina Carano? Yeah. Yeah, I never saw it. Mm. Yeah, that was... I, I really enjoyed it, Um, the fight scene. But is that one also that it was like a clinical... Yeah, yeah I think that's where I think that's where he mm, I think that's how he interacts. I just I just feel like that like I just really feel like that's every like everything you get from him. Um it, it does feel very clinical. Like I just think that's his movies. That's how I mean, I, I don't disagree. Yeah. I will say I do think that is also true of Contagion, which is of course a movie everyone's talked about a lot in the last year. Did you ever see that? Uh, I think I did. I don't remember now, though. Did I see Contagion? It was another one of those big, like, starry ensemble things where Gwyneth Paltrow was patient zero. I did not see Contagion. No, I did not see Contagion. I I wonder if that's streaming anywhere. I mean, 
it may even feel slightly safer right now to watch it than, than it's yeah. in recent months. Um, that's a great movie. That's a great movie that that like people don't talk about because it doesn't advertise itself as being great, but really has everything all the all the makings of a great movie. It's and in, of... I mean, like the the cast. Let's see, Matt Damon is in it. Lawrence Fishburne is in it. Kate Winslet is in that actually. Um, I know Jennifer Ely, I think, and Marion Cotillard. Um, yeah, I'm like, that's a big recommend f- from me, quite frankly. Okay. You know, I always um, feel like my go-tos with Soderbergh are, are probably Sex, Lies, and Videotape and, and The Limey. But um, yeah, I mean, Contagion is definitely a slightly forgotten great movie. I'm gonna to have to put that on my um, on my list to see then because I I do want to see that. Um, it was just kind of like it, it, all of that wraps up to, into kind of like the disaster movie brain. Like you're just like, oh yeah, I saw that, and then I'm like, no, wait, I didn't see that. Yeah, but if you've seen something like Outbreak, this is a different, uh, like, kind of more cerebral movie. Okay, I will try. Hopefully, it'll, hopefully it's streaming somewhere. I mean, it has to be. We just came through a pandemic i know you think it would it would be smart on some platforms part right i know although they're probably like no oh it looks like maybe amazon prime maybe maybe well we'll see oh well it's a warner brothers movie it must be on i would check hbo max hbo max (laughs) oh god But I think that I think that's all I got. All right. So, but I'm curious to see what else you watch on HBO Max. And hot off the press, there is a new Succession trailer that Alyssa showed me today. I watched it too. I'm so excited. It can't get here fast enough. I know. I know. We're really we're really setting ourselves up here. I know. It looked really good though. I thought that it looked really like there was a lot of there was a lot to there's a lot of tooth there. There's a lot to sink sink Indeed. teeth into. Indeed, there is. So um so I'm I'm looking forward. I think it's going to be good. Yeah, I mean, I'm psyched for it. It should be. Um so there we go. I think we're done. I think we're done. I think I'm going to bed now. All right. Bedtime for Karenzo. Bedtime. All right, guys. All right. I wish you good luck with HBO Max. Thank uh you. listeners, thank you as always. I wish you a lovely, wonderful and hopefully not too hot week. Uh, if there's anything you want us to be watching and talking about, let us know. Reach out to us uh, on Back on the Block Pod on Facebook. And otherwise, stay cool. We will see you next week when we're back on the boulevard. <laughs>